0: We were too busy making Vandy fans' life living hell. I am currently doing 95. I I ought have a trucker radio and write a song about my my trip up I-29. Is what I should be doing.
1: You re, you re, maybe after we record this, you'll have time to uh, record record the, the demo of that. Then what we saw on Saturday night from our Bulldogs. In Sanford, I mean Vanderbilt Stadium. And, and we look very confused because he's speaking to us and we didn't ask him to speak to us.
0: I challenge you to a duel. I'm going to be escorted somewhere by someone where I don't want to go.
1: Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more
0: recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA
1: succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Talking Dogs Podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Clint. Uh, and Clint, uh, if you if you if you hear just a buzzing noise in the background, or or honestly, who knows what else? Uh, Clint is recording this episode. was was decent enough to join us from the road. Uh-huh. Record this episode from the road in transit. Uh, you might be saying to yourself, "Weren't you guys just together for 48 hours?" seventy two hours, in fact. Uh, and the answer is yes. We were. Um spent a lot of time together, went to the went to the game together, had a great time here oh, together. Um, fantastic. When you add up, Clint, all the audio that we got recorded during those seventy two hours, what's just ballpark it for me. What's sure. that number come to?
0: Let me let me get my notes really quick out. I wanna get this correct. Let me count Carry the one.
1: Oh wait, it's still zero. It's none. Yeah. Um, some somehow things just got away from us and didn't just didn't get a stitch of audio recorded. This no, whole we time. Were,
0: we were too busy making Vandy fans' life living hell.
1: Yes, we did that a lot. And man, yeah. guys, if we could have gotten you some of this audio, believe me. We would have, but we had our kids with us at the game, and we had we had kids everywhere. In fact, I don't I don't know. <laughs> we did. I don't, don't know if you guys have ever been around a whole mess of kids, but uh, you know it's a lot. So uh, anyway, Clint, Clint's on the drive back. Um, uh, whole family passed out in the car. All of them. You, they are all what? asleep. You you doing about you doing about ninety five right
0: now. I am currently doing 95. I, I ought to have a trucker radio and write a song about my, my trip up I-29 is what I should be doing.
1: You, you really, maybe after we record this, you'll have time to uh, record record the, the demo of that. Um, but Clint, we're not here to talk about our lives or the road. Um, no, nope. We're here to talk about football and by god we've watched a lot of it none of it none of it more thrilling than what we saw on saturday night from our bulldogs in samford i mean vanderbilt stadium oh wait uh, oh wait i i came
0: to nashville did i not daniel i i i, 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 I thought you did yeah
1: you thought I, thought you I did, did as well
0: i huh that's what they told me as i was walking into the stadium
1: but, but 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 even before you got to the stadium, just we're just tailgate after tailgate. We're walking past people, got their whole setups out there. Oh yeah, people just uh, and then you get inside the stadium. Man, i never. I was there two years ago, and I'll tell you this right now. It was not. It was not like that two years ago. It was no. It was it was a heck of a lot of Georgia fans two years ago. But this but this time, it was something different. It was uh, it was an amount of Georgia fans the likes of which I couldn't have even processed. If you weren't there, uh, uh, you know I understand you didn't want to pay a, you know two hundred dollars for a ticket, uh, right. but but man, it was something special. I don't, I, there are not many opportunities you get to be a part of a road game where you literally have eighty percent of the people in the building. That is not an exaggeration. No,
0: not at all. No, Actually, eight, that's and, that's and a little
1: conservative. 80% of the people, but 98% of the noise. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know if you know anything about Georgia fans. But we, we didn't come to sit on our hands and golf clap when no. DeAndre Swift towed the rock for 12 yards. That's not
0: what we were here to do. Nope. We're going to let you know um, what we think about that, and we
1: did. And we did. Um... I mean, I just I feel like we need to bring the people in a little bit behind the curtain in terms of our... Since we didn't get any audio, we'll yeah. get to the game in a second. I feel like we need to bring the people in on a, on a little bit of our experience watching the game, though. Because... <laughs> oh, uh, man. Your, your boys were... We, we were here. We were with our sons. Yes, we um, took all, all, the, all the
0: guys of the house that... Came and visited. We all piled in the car and uh, drove on down. Uh,
1: and, and we were crammed together
0: in the bleacher section of uh, the, Vandy the ble- faithful.
1: The bleacher section, by the way, is the entire stadium. Not very specific. The information you just gave.
0: <laughs> no, I did um, not. That was very. That was very
1: useless. But we were in the the uh, black and goldest part of the stadium. It was. I mean, we're in between the forties on the home side um, was our section was probably only 40% Georgia fans yeah
0: we were heavily you could feel from our end looking across to the stadium we saw the sea of red and then yeah. the student section for Vandy and that's how we knew it was 80 to 90% was Georgia but our side where we couldn't look at the surroundings we but you felt it you knew we were the minority in that section it's
1: where, that's where all the Vandy fans were yeah. uh in that section there were, still weren't that many of them but there were but they were there two of them uh, were sitting right in front of us as as fate would ordain it um, they um two two just sterling gentlemen uh,
0: sterling's the right word that that is an
1: appropriate term
0: Daniel what I learned about vandy I learned something about vandy fan uh and they're they're a lot like bay area 49er fan they sip on wine coolers Mm. and they have tasting notes of cheeses and they're Mm. apparently i I didn't know this apparently
1: there's a wrong way to root for your team now listen i want to be clear about something because actually i'm going to get to this i want to have a moment for us later in the podcast uh and i want to get to this some specific notes, but I want to be clear about one thing from the from the get go here. Clint and I are with our are with our kids, correct? Uh, but even in general, like I don't go to football games to talk to other fans. Like I I think maybe listening to this podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome, glad you're here. Uh, one thing you'll learn about me quickly is that I don't do. M- I don't do much of anything in order to talk to anyone. Like, I'm not... Especially especially not football-related things. I'm really not interested in conversations with anyone. But I'm surely not interested in conversations with opposing fans. The last on the list of things we're looking for on any day is that. I'm not looking to pick a fight with anybody. And so, listen, I, I understand. I'm going to be respectful of your team, I'm not going to sit here and throw shade at your team. What I'm going to do is I'm going to cheer for my team. Correct. And that's that's it. Because that's what I thought, Clint, football was. I thought that's why we came to the game. I thought that's why we yes. paid good money for tickets. Yeah. So, so that we could, in fact, cheer for our team. So we did, and the first drive,
0: and DeAndre Swift is just gaining what seems to be half the yards with every carry or half the field with every carry that he takes just
1: huge chunks of yards huge
0: chunks and Daniel icebergs I, of yards icebergs the Titanic could have hit these and sank immediately it would not have Correct. taken hours Correct. um and so Daniel I respond appropriately by standing and cheering and clapping and screaming and saying go DeAndre go again no words towards Vandy no shade um and Daniel, what was what was the comment that we got after we stood up and robustly cheered for DeAndre's excellent effort?
1: Um homeboy in front of us and listen, let me paint a picture.
0: Yeah, yeah homeboy- don't Homeboy <laughs> <laughs> Well you said homeboy, you need to you need to tell the people what that okay, means. Okay, let me
1: just say first, homeboy in front of us turns around to us and says, This must be your first football game. Uh-huh. Yep. And and we look very confused because he's speaking to us and we didn't ask him to speak to us and we didn't speak to him and so we're very... I mean, and just the, the look on his face... He's not joking. There's no smirk at the end of it. There's no, oh, I'm just messing with you. There's you just, and I
0: looked at each other and had a
1: smirk. Yeah, no, very confused um, because these two gentlemen that were sitting in front of us and I use the term gentlemen... Uh, these two gentlemen sitting in front of us, they were seventy five years old if they were a day. Yeah. Uh, these were these were grandfathers. I mean I mean that literally because their actual grandkids were with them at the no, game. No, so their their
0: granddaughters were, were eight and nine, as and I was was to understand.
1: They were they were there at uh, the game and these two old old guys did not like us at all. Yep. And, and and they they turned around and talked to us never never cordially no always disdainfully or mockingly every time something bad happened to Georgia uh, they tur- they talked they talked trash to us the entire game uh-huh. we literally did not engage them one time and so i just it was a it was very odd but i'm here to tell you uh, podcast listeners, we have s- the streak is unbroken. Clint and I have still never been in a fight with a seventy-five-year-old man, even nope. when even when provoked. So even
0: when trolled by a seventy-five-year-old man, uh, countless times. And again, Vandy fan is kind of like the redcoats of uh, yesteryear. Daniel, like apparently there's a way not, that
1: you do not the red coat band. You're talking no, about the no, no, British no, no. soldiers.
0: I'm, I'm talking about the British soldiers. That apparently there's a right and wrong way to do war, you know? Like we oh, weren't what? lined up in the proper formation. Uh mm. we didn't have our admirals and our generals on the right side of the line. And so uh all of all of your fandom is no one void because you are doing it incorrectly, sir. Kind kindly remove your cap before we continue. <laughs> That's that's what it was, except just with more it, shade from old it felt, men.
1: It, it felt like if this old guy were wearing a glove, he would have taken <laughs> it off and slapped you across the face with it at one point. I like that,
0: challenge you to
1: endure. That—that <laughs> that was literally the thing. With, I mean, at one point, I seriously thought, "This is—I don't—I don't know what's about. I don't know what my son is about to see, uh, <laughs> but it's not going to be good. It's just not. There's no." The, I'm going to be no escorted way... somewhere by someone where I don't want to go. That's that's correct. But but we held our ground. We stood strong. We did, and uh, we had plenty to cheer for at the game. Let's oh, get to the. A- did we ever? Let's get to the action on the field, Clem, When you remember, uh, just yesterday, it's Sunday night now as we're recording. When you were, think back to yesterday, uh, what stands out to you? We're just going to kind of go rapid fire back and forth. Uh, give me. Do you have a big big picture takeaway before we get into specifics and individual players
0: yeah here's here's the biggest takeaway that i have and i'm very excited by this biggest takeaway because daniel um i I, i've had some rumination time on this okay yeah we've all Uh, been marinating We've all been marinating. And here's the in conclusion. First of all, my first takeaway is this. Um, Derek Mason has some very, very ornery three-stars playing on Vandy's team. Um, If I was to look at the rest of college football, as we took on a lot this weekend. We watched the games before we went to the Georgia game. Uh, We watched games after we came back on uh, DVR. Um, Looking at Vandy... Uh, They were ornery, Daniel. They did not go quietly, and all those three stars from Utah and Alberta were fighting very
1: hard. A a Uh, weird amount of players from Utah. I know, wasn't That was bizarre. That was odd. We hadn't talked about that. Ornery, (laughs) not unlike the fans of the... Of the great institution of higher learning.
0: That's exactly what it was. <laughs> as, they were just as we, salty and wouldn't give in, no matter what you did. Just they just sal- kept coming
1: back. Just salty old men turning around to throw shade about how many penalties we had gotten while we were beating the hell out of their team. Yes, correct, correct. Very, very uh, salty. So uh, biggest
0: first first takeaway is this. Let me, and I, I do mean this with with absolute due respect. Uh, Vandy put up a fight, and. We trounced them, and they They put up a fight, unlike other teams in the SEC and unlike other teams in college football. So, Georgia fan, first thing I need to say is um, Vanderbilt was improved from last year on defense, certainly. Uh, Offense, Vaughn is good, and we... We crushed them. As my son was saying as we left the stadium, as you and I were leaving and Georgia fans were belligerent beside themselves, angry because we didn't win by 60. Uh, My son asked me... We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. My son asked me, Dad, how how much are we winning by? And at that point before the final whistle, we were winning by 21. I said, Hudson, we're winning by 21. And he said, Dad, we are crushing them. And I said son you're an appropriate georgia fan we kids are got crushing some, them kids got some perspective he's got some perspective so kid, my first one is vandy it. vandy's a good team not a great team not upper echelon team but a good team and we played all facets of the ball very well and i was very happy with game one on the road sec biggest takeaway is uh, that was a that was a good good win
1: I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go so far as to say Vandy's a good team. Because, listen, I, to, to, if I'm going to be honest, I was there. I saw them. I don't think Vandy's a good team. I just don't. They were don't. a I don't. team. How about that? They, they had good yes. fights in them. sure. They're scrappy. but They're scrappy. Um, there you go. Vanderbilt's quarterback is garbage. Their offensive line oh, is double sh- garbage. Uh, and so uh, running back, I don't know if you know this, but running back, wide receiver, and tight end are absolutely nothing. Uh,
0: we were told without without they were going
1: to be something. And it well, turns out that you don't have anybody to get them the ball.
0: And the center or, first has to snap it to the quarterback so he
1: can get God, to That them. center was terrible. He- um, Vanderbilt's not a good team. I don't expect them to, to win very many games. But uh, I'm still pleased with the way we played. Clint, we went into the game on Thursday. I asked you, we're uh-huh. going to win the game, and we did. Uh, but what's the one thing other than that that you need to see? Uh, I y- needed said, to see
0: Daniel, I needed to see our defense hold them to single digit points and not let them sniff 9 points. Clint Uh any any uh um, Did that happen? Dreams do come true Daniel when you Great. wish upon a star.
1: Golly when you're gee. when your heart Gem- is pure and you Gemini want something crickets. bad enough. <laughs> look at that. Um Listen, the, the defense, the defense really bowed up. Uh, On the other hand, Clint, I said Uh what I desperately needed to see was the offensive line bully some people and the running backs get lathered up and run all over Vanderbilt. Now, Clint, I ask you again. Yep. Did that happen? Uh, I think if I was to look at the average yards per carry for I'll let you pick whoever how about over 8 yards per carry for the team oh ok well, on f- on 40 totes we averaged that, over 8 that sounds good I think yeah. over 320 yards rushing uh, your boy DeAndre Swift uh-huh. who is by the way still the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Hasn't do been not, dethroned. Do not step on DeAndre Swift. Uh no. Your boy DeAndre Swift averaged over 10 yards a carry. Uh, he rushed for a buck 50. Uh, he's on pace for, I don't know, 2,500 yards or something. Some, some uh, stupid stat. Uh, uh, listen, the running backs... You just you could not have been more pleased with a unit right than that uh, and so both of us got exactly what we wanted in the big picture um, uh, were there some hiccups were there some stumbles oh yeah were there some was there some sloppiness 100% percent um, anything glaring before we get to specifics anything glaring big picture, that you are less than satisfied with, and then how how on a scale of one to ten, how concerned are you about it? Um, there, the one if I was
0: nitpicky, if I was nitpicky, um, the D line played played pretty well this game day, and the defense clearly played well. We held them to under ten. Uh, didn't two field sniff, goals in the first two, half, didn't and score then nothing the after. after. Um. But it, it, there were two plays in particular that we got after the quarterback. We penetrated into the backfield uh, uh, quick and got negative yard plays, havoc plays, as we've all come to know them as. Uh, but on the grand scheme, I didn't see a lot of pop and pizzazz on those havoc plays. They were intermittently sprinkled throughout the game. Uh, I would love to see... That increase as the the season goes on, and that that makes me just kind of look at it with an eyebrow raised a bit.
1: That's fair. Everybody's talking about the downfield throws, and um, I honestly, I just don't know. Like, did Jake From hit Kyler Jackson on a downfield throw? Did, he did. Jake From hit Demetrius Robertson on a on a fifty yard throw? Like you can't. Like when these things get called back for penalties, or the dude fumbles, uh, you can't help that those things, you know, like that those two plays hit like they like they should have. Yeah. Uh, and those two guys score touchdowns on those plays, or get to the goal line, whatever. Uh, I think you might have a different feeling about this game. I I, I don't think the problem on the is the play calling. No. We're gonna to get to that in a minute. I don't think we the problem will. is. I don't think the problem is Jake. <laughs> That's laughable to me. I don't think the problem is the wide receivers. If I if I'm gonna have one area, and this might come as a surprise, and again, scale of one to ten, I'm a one or two concerned about this. This is not a big deal because there were no big deal takeaways on the negative for me. Uh, but if I did have one area that was concerning, I think it's still, and I say still because it's been a problem for a few years, it's still the pass protection. This offensive line is the most dominant run-blocking line in the history of the University of Georgia. I mean, one of the, has to be one of the most dominant run-blocking lines in the history of the SEC. It, it is. It is. Has to be. I'm no historian. Uh, but you get these guys, Aubrey Solomon, and Cade Mays, and Trey Hill, and Isaiah Wilson, coming off the ball just with nasty intentions, just trying to end you on a run, uh, and they're unstoppable. Pass Pro, uh, though. By the way, really quick, before you go to Pass Pro, add Eli Wolf onto that
0: list because did you see? Did you see Bro take two people with him and pave the way for
1: Harion's touchdown? He said, "He said, you want a fullback? You want a scholarship fullback on the roster, Georgia fans? You, I got you. Got I one. Got you. you got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, uh, pass pro is still an issue. Yeah, uh, J. It's not like J. Fromm was taking a bunch of heat, but you there. He did not have uh, a ton of really clean pockets to make long downfield throws on." Uh, and ended up checking down a few different times to backs, or uh, some of those were called designs, but some of those were checkdowns to backs or receivers, uh, right. kind of in the in the flat. Uh, Andrew Thomas got beat badly once, which feels like it happens once every other game. To be honest, yeah. uh, for the best offensive lineman on our team, he has like a, a play. Every other game, where he just forgets how to be a person, uh, it's weird. Uh, he got beat. Like maybe didn't touch the guy, one time. No, he he uh, didn't.
0: I think I, I think I got on my phone and started looking at a highlight. I don't
1: think he laid a finger on him. But anyway, that's it's nitpicking, like you said. It um, is. Let's get to some of the more specifics. Okay. Of this game, Clint, as you're there, we're we got eyes on. We're in the stadium. We had great, great seats. Great we seats. We are 100 feet from some of these guys. Uh huh. What are you seeing? What stands out to you? Well,
0: Daniel, when we got there, we're on the 40 that is that is Vanderbilt's 40. So we are 60 yards away from the end zone, and then you add 10 yards for the end zone. So we're 70 yards away from the goalpost and 100 from, feet from where Georgia's warming up. Just yeah, to be correct. Where Georgia is warming up. And uh, I went to go get some snacks for the kids. And I come back. And Daniel just says to me, Clint, I want you to look to your left. And as Daniel's saying what he wants me to look at, my eyes go over. And I am arrested by the sight of gigantic men walking around like they are trees and boulders. In the end zone, Daniel, our offensive line is something—is the size I've literally never seen before. I've never seen a group of five
1: men that big all together. I mean, you—you can say what you want about like it's—it's talked about too much. It's getting overhyped. When you see this offensive line in person, it's—it's insane. It's jarring. Cade Mays looks like he has gained 50 pounds and about 10 inches of broadness in his shoulders since last year. Yeah, he was the best
0: man uh, last year at a wedding. Men's Warehouse had his measurements. He came back in. They said, should we just, should we just keep the same ones? He said, no, you shouldn't.
1: <laughs> he said, you might want to check again. Because some of these tattoos are getting awful stretched out. (laughs) Uh, I should have waited to get them until later. Uh, Kate Mays is the size of Ben Cleveland. No, no. No,
0: no. Or bigger. There you go. We thought Ben Cleveland was the most monstrous
1: person we have on our team. Turns out that is incorrect that guy and then you put him next to Ben Cleveland and Trey Hill and Isaiah Wilson I mean Solomon Kinley looks like the fattest person on the team just to be honest but then you see him move and you're like what's happening with this guy like he is there's no way that that's that's the same human Uh, no it it
0: doesn't feel that way Uh, Daniel speaking of of large men that can move. Um, did you did you notice anything in particular about our kick coverage team and
1: maybe an 18-year-old on that kick coverage team? We talked about this at length. Um, I live in Nashville. Clint has been living in God knows where the Pacific <laughs> Northwest uh, has since moved closer, but it's still nowhere. We're, we don't live anywhere near Athens. I know no. some of you guys have the privilege of going to see the Dogs play every weekend we do not um, we were talking about this one of the things you really benefit from in being at the game is you get a chance to really look at some things that the TV camera never shows you like who's on kick cover because they stand out there for about 45 seconds before they actually let them kick the ball and so you just get to look down the row and see who's there well lo and behold we score our first touchdown of the day what a dime by Jake Fromm to D. Run oh. by the way. That's the that's the best throw in Jake Fromm's arsenal. We said it once. We've said it a thousand times. It's a corner of the end zone on a cross. Uh, it's the best throw he makes. Uh, we're we're sitting there looking at the people that are covering that kick, and I say to myself, self, it seems as though that that's number forty-four out mm. there covering that kick, but I happen to know that 44 is highly talented defensive tackle prospect Trayvon Walker I'm sorry no 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 you you you
0: must have that incorrect because defensive tackles Daniel are just these big sloppy guys
1: that can't move so Must he, have, have the must have had the numbers wrong we're talking about the guy that you asked to sprint 70 yards yep and then hit. The fastest player on the other team who's running with the ball. He's got to break down, get in a stance. Literally, the guy who catches the kickoff is one of the five fastest players on the other team, every 10 times out of 10. And so, the guy we chose to be one of the 10 guys doing that is one of our defensive tackles, Trayvon Walker and... First-year um, defensive tackle. And, Clint, let me just say, even on the touchbacks, that's another thing you get to see when you're at the games, that they don't show you on the camera. Even on the touchback touchbacks, did Trayvon go down there? Did he lollygag down the field? And, 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 just, and, again,
0: and again, the other people he's lined up next to are linebackers, DBs, safeties. Yep. Was he was he 10 yards behind the by, by again safeties who the deepest of the deep going to track down Jared Judy type guys he, uh, he
1: is in a dead sprint head on a swivel looking for someone who would dare be near enough to him that he thinks they're trying to block him uh-huh. so, that, so that he can just slam his body into theirs and, and reduce them to a fine powder And that's exactly what he did on several occasions. Uh, This kid, Trayvon Walker, is going to be... He was one of the biggest takeaways for me. Of the new guys, we'll just spend a a second talking about the new guys. But of the new guys, it's hard not to see Trayvon Walker. And see the way he runs and see him in there and go, Man, next year, a couple years from now, this guy's going to be... This guy's gonna be first round draft pick. This guy's gonna be an all American. This guy's gonna be anything he wants to be at the University of Georgia.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's not the the comparisons to interior D linemen that that masquerade as edge rushers uh, is what he is. He's he's got every single tool you want. Um, that was quite impressive to me. Uh, sticking no. with sticking with eyes on first action players. This is new, not new to the program, but new to live football. Uh, yeah. Daniel, how special, how goosebumpy was it? Uh, I was looking down, to, speaking to one of my sons, and then all of a sudden I hear the murmur of what I thought was a a swarm of locusts
1: overtaking the stadium.
0: <laughs> that's, um, that's
1: correct. Jake from apparently said he thought it was people booing but it sounded more like an aborigine tribe uh-huh. coming to declare war on us. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah No, they
0: they had somehow surrounded us without us knowing. Our scouts are dead in the in the off the cliff, <laughs> and the we're bush. now surrounded in the bush. And we're and we go,
1: oh no! Because yeah, we just we hear the the symphony of didgeridoos yeah. in the distance. <laughs> yes. Yes, and you know you're screwed because Zeus playing. is
0: coming in the game and Zeus yeah. is being shouted out. And the look on Vandy fan, by the way, when everybody starts screaming Zeus, they're like, What is going on? It's and a we look all of know
1: total confusion. But it was one of the most special moments. I mean, yeah. just you love it for this kid and you love it for, I mean, just the that he had that kind of fan support on the road Uh you can't imagine what kind of reception he's going to get this saturday in athens between the hedges when he gets his first carry i mean people people love this guy and clint um it's just a feel-good story it's just a um it's just a scrappy overachieving kid who finally made it into a game and Feel good story and isn't that cute. Um, they let but, him they let him play football. is yeah, that's this, what it is, right? That's that's that, what it was. It, this is this must be charity for a guy who who really
0: his career's over because his knee is busted and can't do any good work. Yeah. Like yeah. break off a fifty yard run hauling would be tacklers over his shoulder like they're collectible beanie babies to an eight year old.
1: It I mean was unreal. He he had he had several he had several good runs. He got the ball punched down from behind. Don't care. Sure. At Don't all. Care. Yeah.
0: No. That's gonna happen, um, honestly. He he was doing everything he should have. The ball was high and tight. Uh that defensive player just punched it out perfectly.
1: But the last carry he had, Clint, he was he was contacted four yards beyond the line scrimmage. That player has still not been heard from on the, that, that hit him. Uh, the Vanderbilt player they're there's looking very, for him
0: there's a very Police. graphic image in my head of uh I think Fury the Brad Pitt movie of the tank guys and and there's an <laughs> image in there where there is a there is a man who gets in front of a tank and then they show it in the movie and it it's graphic that that was PG compared to what Zeus did to that young man
1: yeah, there's a the Nashville Police have put out an APB looking for this looking for this fellow, and uh, we hope he turns up. Uh, but but he then carried a pile. Aubrey Solomon got involved as he is prone to do, um, and Zamir White uh, to say he was jacked up after the run, just a sign of things to come. The kid has got a fire, and he's got a ton of ability. Uh, it's gonna be a really fun year. Watching um, this kid run the football,
0: it really is. Now, now we have heard the comments, thunder and lightning, several times of previous uh, running backs at at Georgia. And mm-hmm. again, don't get me wrong, Zeus is both because he can he can tear away from somebody. Uh, but Daniel, I just I have to because again my ghost on skates comment uh, when James Cook got the rock and then just looked like he was walking, but at Double the speed of everybody else running, and uh-huh. got into the end zone without a single hand being laid on his jersey. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the The mm-hmm. running back depth and the type mm-hmm. of running backs we have is, I, I mean, have you, have you seen have you seen anything
1: like this before, Daniel? I was just, I mean, honestly, before we recorded, I was just kind of getting my thoughts together, and. I don't I would tell you I would say show me the one through four in George's backfield that was this good sure Sh- just show me just one show through me where three they are.
0: sure we've we've seen maybe one through three just show uh, me.
1: but not one through four like this just show me where they are because um, because Sony Michelle as a freshman uh-huh like I mean come on now. I'm not talking about who they became. I'm talking about who they are in this moment. And then you got Keith Marshall in that mix too. You're going to talk yep. to me about Todd Gurley and Nick Chubb on the same team. Okay. But Sony Michelle as a freshman was not Sony Michelle as a senior. And then you got Keith Marshall in that mix too. Now who are you going to take, Keith Marshall as a senior or Brian in today? Um, oh, give me, okay. give me Brian.
0: Give me Brian because again I have been on record. Uh, Brian has not let me down.
1: My formal apology to him—he has heard, and that kid is churning out yards. Listen, there's never been—I don't think there's ever been a one through four. If you if you know know somebody, people, please let us know. But there's never been a, a top four like this. It's 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 sick. Um, Clint, just real quick, just run through some, just run through some names. Nolan Smith, did he? Did he show some flashes? Did he show oh, some prominent Oh, he did, flashed. Did he get any snaps in this game? Like is he, he came in. He was there. Is he relegated to the bottom of the depth chart? No, anything? he no, came no. in on big downs,
0: too. Not like, all right, oh, let's no. throw this kid in he's, and one minute left in the fourth. He was in there second quarter,
1: third quarter on some very important downs. Because Ezo is the first team outside linebacker and Nolan Smith is the second. Period. Uh, yep. Like, that's he's, – he's currently today viewed – as the second option.
0: And the name that you uh, just said, Aziz. If, you, if you're if you not on the Aziz bandwagon,
1: there's time, but the window's closing. Quick. Better, get, better there get there quick. Better get there quick before everybody knows how to pronounce his name. If you know how to pronounce his name now, you might be slightly ahead of the curve. Correct. Uh, but a time is coming. Um, hey, Tyson Campbell, look at you. Oh, oh. everybody just everybody everybody had insider information, hello Uh people pay money so that people can tell them that people are going to start football games that aren't I'm just going to leave that where it is I'm not here to disparage anyone or the way that they make a living or anyone's choices on what they spend money on but I'm just (sighs) saying you knew you knew DJ was, was the starter. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. He just wasn't. So. Nope. Good nope. on you, Tyson Campbell. Way to keep your job. Um, Clint. we haven't talked about my second favorite player on Georgia's offensive team. Yeah. Uh, Aubrey Solomon, I declared earlier, is my favorite player on Georgia's team. Let's just go ahead and make him a permanent captain for every game. I want him out there midfield, I, coin toss. My second. Like, uh, uh who did I just say? Did I, did I say Aubrey Solomon? His you name? did. You you did. Was, Aubrey was a, the name that came out. Aubrey um, Solomon is the... It's ex, Ex-Georgia, ex-Michigan. ex-Michigan. <laughs> current Tennessee. Yep. We're getting there. We're getting there. Hold on. <laughs> Wait for it. Ah! We're not talking about Tennessee yet. Don't do it. Don't do it. I said Aubrey Solomon. Solomon Kinley... There my it favorite is. Georgia player. My second favorite offensive player, Clint, is just like Solomon Kinley. Only <laughs> one quarter the size. He is he is exactly one-fourth of a Solomon Kinley, but he has every bit the nastiness, mm. every bit the tena- the tenacity. And his name is Kiaris Jackson. And did he get the start to- yesterday, Clint? Uh, did my he, eyes deceive snap, me? Snap one. It
0: was, it was Tyler Simmons, and then opposite him, Kiaris Jackson,
1: right there in the now mix. Now, that was just Kirby rewarding him for a good practice effort giving, by giving him the ceremonial first snap of the game, correct? Because he,
0: he, came, he came out immediately after that and then didn't see any action after. Oh, he, oh wait, that's not true.
1: Oh, wait, no. He was on the field for as many snaps as any wide receiver not named Tyler Simmons this game. Um, Kierris Jackson is the new Terry Godwin, y'all. Uh,
0: yes, he is. And, and we, if you
1: haven't listened to Daniel and I,
0: there are two position groups that we probably love more than anything else. And it's a, it's a certain type in the position group. We love safeties that want to kill
1: other people. Uh And we love. Hey, hey, hey Otis! I saw you got to play some. Otis was in there. I saw you out there, Otis. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, And the
0: second position group, actually, maybe maybe equal to that, is wide receivers who grin of the idea of putting a DB on his backside twenty yards downfield.
1: Listen, I Uh, openly said the other day the wide receiver we were going to miss the most off this team was Terry Godwin because no one could do what Terry could do, which was make the big catches on third down. And uh, be sure-handed and all that, but also be the best blocker on the team. Right. Uh, But at least the second part of that, I believe we found him. We got that down. His name is Kiaris Jackson, and uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of him this year because Kirby loves him. Some blocking, wide receivers
0: um uh, daniel i feel like speaking of safeties that want to hit other people i i feel like this is going to sound very weird but hear me out on all of this i feel like we owe try. trevor we owe trevor a formal apology um, easy now i well easy l- now. just hear me out i know hear me out easy now trevor m- many of you know trevor uh of the long review long time friend of the show friend of the show, uh, was for a while until we started messing with his fan fandom of Richard LeCount, and then he dropped us. Um, it turns out, Trevor said, uh, Richard is known, literally known for taking other people's heads off. Mm-hmm. Um, and we mocked him because that's not possible. And it turns out, Daniel, watching the game, that Richard heard Trevor and was trying <laughs> his damnedest to rip another man's head off with all his face mask
1: penalties that he got in the game. That's... Um, You know what? We may own Cue the music. Cue the music. (laughs) Uh, Richard played a decent game. It's like, you know, Richard has some dumb plays. He had some good plays. Um, JR was solid. Um, Tate Crowder had a huge play on third down. Yes. That they immediately ran a fake punt right after, and so it kind of got negated, the importance of that play. But it was third and one. Tate Crowder made an enormous play. Yeah. On third down, Tate Crowder had a great game. Monty played uh, to his normal level. Um, Channing Tindall, Clint name we haven't mentioned yet. Channing Tindall, did he um, did he see the quarterback today? Uh, hey Daniel, real quick, um,
0: there was a there was a party in the backfield, and I think Channing Tindall got an invite, uh, and it was sent out in, by Vanderbilt's quarterback.
1: In, invitations were mailed. Um, they were stamped, addressed. Aziz Ojalari received one. He yep. RSVP'd immediately. <laughs> said Very he knew quickly. he wanted to be there. Channing Tindall said, I might have to drop back in coverage. Oh, screw it. I'm going to go ahead and come. Yep. And um, he did. And uh, they obliterated that poor fellow. Um, uh, yeah, Coy Walker played well. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the running backs played well. Uh, who else are we missing? Jorge, you'll get your uh, moment. We'll, we'll g- talk about you one day. You'll, you'll but, come. I
0: promise you, Jorge. Daniel, I gosh.
1: Jorge Pickens live and in person. That's another one, y'all. He's on the all get off the bus team. Yeah. I'm telling but Cade, you. Cade
0: Mays and Jorge with uh,
1: without sleeves coming off the they bus. Got, we got, they got some just dudes on this team. Jorge's going to get his catches. Uh, yeah. And we'll talk about him when he does. Um Daniel, real quick, I just want to say,
0: offensive line. We, you had said I want to say that later, but I don't think people realize um, there wasn't a Vanderbilt player that was further than seven yards away from the box that game.
1: Oh no, and there were there was nobody deep.
0: Nobody deep because because Georgia didn't want any film out there of any other plays other than run left, run right, and the offensive line still dominated Vanderbilt defense. Guys,
1: we ran two and a half plays in the second half. It was right. it, it was
0: unbelievable. So you might you might think oh they didn't have a good they were they had double the workload and they still averaged all those yards. I I'm just besides myself with how great they are.
1: 320 plus. Um, we're running a little bit, starting to get on. I know there's some things we, we got to hit on, we got to yeah. touch on. We'll, we'll talk more about our, our thoughts from this game and our thoughts as the week progresses on on Thursday. Um, uh, but real quick though, can we just can we take a moment for us, Georgia fans? I want to just everybody bring it in. Take okay. a knee. Okay. Uh, I got. I just got some things I need to get off my chest.
0: Is this because should we, should, should this be like the more you know
1: music? Should that be going out behind yeah, us? Yeah. Yeah. Cue up some. Cue up some good. Just family meeting music. You know, like we're having. We just have a. We need to have a frank discussion. PSA okay. announcement coming. A lot of things going on that are great. Okay, let's touch on that. There's, there's, God knows how many of you leaving your families and homes and jobs to drive up to Nashville for the weekend or the week. Because um, a lot of you are still here. Yes, yeah. just you're all over the place. Uh, you support your team like nobody else. You cheer like nobody else. You're invested like nobody else. You spend money like nobody else. Um, and you deserve it, Georgia fan. You've been through some dark days. Yeah. And there's brighter, there's brighter days ahead. Okay? And there's. I'm going to say something here, and a lot of you are going to agree with me. A lot of you are going to be just raising your hands and saying amen while you're on the treadmill or driving to the office or wherever it is that you're listening to this. But for some of you, I just need you to know, you're going to hurt your feelings a little bit. Okay. I need you to not be a, a little Trevor Woodworth here. Yeah. And I need you to just I need you to suck it up. I need you to hear the I need you to hear the tough love. You and I'm talking to you.
0: I'm not you know talking to the you other are. people. No, I'm not you know talking who you to are.
1: the other people. I'm talking to you. If you think I'm talking to somebody else, that's a that's an indication that I'm not. This I'm is not for your you. friend. You don't need to you don't need to refer a friend to this. You are the friend. No. You're the person. You are not smarter than James Coley. You never will be. Uh-huh. You don't know more about football than him. He has more football insight in his little toe on his right foot than you have ever had at any point in your entire life. Yes. I don't care what high school you went to. I don't care what rec league you coach at. You are not smarter than, than James Coley and, and I'm going to take you one step further. You've never been smarter than any offensive coordinator that George ever had. And you've never known more about football than any of them either. Just don't be that guy when you watch your game. This is what I'm trying to say to you. Nobody wants to To watch a game with that guy. With the guy who gets more enjoyment out of screaming at the inept play calling than he does in appreciating the positive plays that his team is making. Just, you don't need to be that guy, Georgia fan. So don't be that guy. Most of you aren't that guy. Right. And I applaud you. But some of you, specifically the guy that was sitting five rows behind me uh, at the Vandy game in the White fourth quarter... White and red
0: striped polo uh, whose girlfriend was trying to make him sit down the entire time he was making a of himself. Girlfriend never
1: wanted to just crawl into a cave and hibernate there for a year and a half more in her entire life. Right. Um, listen, all those... Michelob Ultras you drank uh were were great but it's time to sit down uh huh it's time to let the big boys watch football and you you go on to bed now okay because it's go, over go for
0: tuck you. yourself in sing
1: sing us a song as you say goodnight listen uh, don't be that guy Georgia Fan don't be that guy i know the play calling is not always the way that you want it to be also, you don't do your job the way that your boss wants you to do it all the time, either. That's... I, nobody does. So, uh... D- just don't act like you know what's right and wrong and... Just the fire Mike Bobo crowd. I'm talking to you right now. Uh-huh. You know who you are. Uh-huh. You've just... you just... I can already feel you. You you. Nobody... Nobody is hated more than the offensive coordinator of Georgia. I would say in all of sports. Yeah. I, to, I told you, Clint. I think it's Roger Goodell and then yep. the offensive coordinator of Georgia. Those those like That's like the pecking order. Sports. Of the most
0: hated, hated positions ever to be known. Most hated people. Uh, um, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Daniel, uh, you seen The Princess Bride, the movie? Oh, yeah, I have seen it. Okay. Uh, Wesley... Is is uh, doing a little duel with Amiga Montoya, and uh, mm-hmm. Amiga is just just dogging him because he's like, bro, you ain't that good, you're mm-hmm. you're pretty poor as a matter of fact. Uh, and then midway through, he says, well, I got something to tell you. Um, I've been fighting with my off hand. Let's actually let's dance. And then he goes he goes to his you know other hand. Um, James Coley and the whole offense for Georgia. Was playing that game with their off hand, and they were trouncing somebody. Okay. Don't, don't be mad trouncing. because they... they Again, trouncing. Don't be mad because they're going to shift gears and, and play with a dominant hand very soon. Not for the next two weeks, by the way, so don't. Stop yelling, okay? Listen. S-
1: stop. Or maybe they won't. Maybe they'll keep trouncing people like this.
0: Because you know why, Daniel? When you're crushing somebody, and it... It works. Do you want to switch it
1: just because you can? No. No. You keep crushing not it. If you, not if you care about things like winning football games. My son and I were watching the Oklahoma game tonight, and I don't know if you know this, but Houston um, does not play defense. No, doesn't and know how. So, Refuses to. Um, Asher, very concerned about how good Oklahoma was looking. And um, and, and was asking me, Dad, is Oklahoma better than us? And this is kind of the point that I'm making right now. I'm trying to explain to my son, you don't have to care if Oklahoma is better than Georgia right now. You understand the beauty of that? There's freedom right. there. You don't have to care about that. You, like, how good we looked against Vandy is only going to help you be a douchebag on Twitter. Yep. It's not... It's not going to help anything, how looking better against Fannie. We won the game. We won the game handily. Nobody got hurt. We'll go on to the next game and win it, too. Like that's all. Those are the only things. I was like, son, if we win all the games on our schedule, it doesn't matter if Oklahoma's better than us right now. If we win all the games on our schedule, everything will work itself out. Like We'll, get, we'll be fine. Get a piece of paper out draw a line down the middle of
0: it. On the left hand column, I want you to list everybody that you know that cares what other people outside their program thinks of them. Start with Dan Mullen at the top of the list and start writing down everybody else. And then on the right hand column, list people who don't care about anything outside the locker room or the university or the practice field in which Georgia is at.
1: Such a great exercise to do. And just ask yourself, which of those people do you want to be like? Who do you want Kirby to be like? Smart or Dan Mullen? That's it. That's your choice. Because Dan Mullen's the kind of guy that would sit 50 rows back at a game that his team was winning by four and a half scores and yell obscenities at an offensive coordinator who was sitting in a booth dominating the other team. That's what he, Dan Mullen yep. would do.
0: That's exactly what he would do. As a matter of fact, I think he did
1: that. He, he'll he'll do that at some point. Actually, while on the sidelines of Florida, at some point he may do that. Now listen, uh, we've kind of gotten serious. Uh, that's that was that was the moment for us. Hope you'll take it to heart. So glad you're here. Um, can we just spend the last few minutes talking about how Tennessee lost to Georgia State Club? Let's do it because this is the most glorious thing in the entire world. Let's run through
0: all the ways that this is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Daniel has was that on the road? That must have been they like went down to Georgia State's home field to to do nope. them a favor on that.
1: Right there, right there in Neyland Stadium. Oh, oh, historic Let Neyland me- Stadium. They lost to well, Georgia State. Let me ask you, how many points, I think you'll remember this, did we score in Neyland Stadium two years ago? What was the final score of that game? Uh, I got Do a shirt remember? that reminds me every single time I put it on, Daniel. Uh, 41 to nothing. So we, 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 Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, Jake Fromm, National Championship competing team of 2017. Best team in recent memory in the University of Georgia history, 2017. Yep. We went down there and scored 41 points. How many did Georgia State have on Saturday? Oh, Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Uh, they 38. had 30, 38 points, Clint. If <laughs> Tennessee gave up 38 points to Georgia State. Now, let what? me ask you. What happened? Let me uh, see what, what had happened was. What happened? What had happened was Nick Saban taught me to coach at the football. Oh. And, and when and I, I was a coaching when I was a coach at the football um I was taught to never give up 38 points to Georgia State to yep. an to an Atlantic Sun school. I'm sorry, that's a conference? <laughs> That's not
0: that's not a picture by Angel Adams. That's a football conference.
1: It's a kids drink. Kids <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's me in Atlantic Sun.
0: Uh really okay. quick Daniel, I uh, I don't know if you know this. Um if you go back uh, 30 years into Georgia State's history books oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant 20 years in the history books of Georgia State football. Oh. oh, I'm oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Ten-year program history. Best <laughs> best win of the ten-year program history.
1: That's oh. not even that impressive then, because no. they haven't had enough time to beat anybody yet. Because the
0: first four years were pilot programs. They were just doing scrimmages against Brown and Cornell.
1: Somebody needs to like some national reporter needs to needs to go on the air and say like, "Hey, don't worry, Georgia State. You'll get a signature win at some point. This is a great stepping. This is a great stepping stone win for your program. <laughs> you'll,
0: you'll show up some point.
1: It's okay. You know what? You got to walk before you before you learn to run. You uh-huh. gotta, you, and this is beating Tennessee on their home field on the during the first week of the season." in a bounce back year for Tennessee. I don't know if you know that, Clint. Oh, I hear
0: I hear Garantano is up for Heisman with Felipe Franks. They're
1: neck and neck. Listen, This is the thing that just people start talking about how Georgia State's beating Tennessee. Word starts getting around and and this is my first thought. My first thought is uh who plays quarterback again for, for Tennessee? Yep. It's Jared Guarantano. There's nothing, there's no team that you could tell me beat Tennessee that would be a surprise to me as whatsoever. Right. Because that guy is not a real quarterback. Yep. And Jeremy Pruitt is not a real coach. No. R- Jeremy Pruitt in Tennessee I know you don't get to see this if you live somewhere else. Jeremy Pruitt is in a lot of insurance commercials. Oh. Here. Um, he's breaking down film with this like farmers insurance guy. Um, okay. I feel like Jeremy Pruitt thinks that's what it is to break down film. Like he like that's genuinely what he he just like uses the commercial shoot time to break down film, and then that's it. I think that's all the coaching he feels like he needs. Yeah. Whatever the reason, um, Tennessee is the laughingstock of the NCAA. Is that fair to say? Very fair. Not, Not just the state of Tennessee. Actually, if, I mean,
0: Florida State losing to Boise State is now. Willie Taggart just said, thank you. Thank you. Hey, Jer. Jer, I appreciate it.
1: You a, you helped me out in a great way. I'm gonna I'm just just let's just let's get one thing clear right now. Boise State won ten games last yeah. year. No, I, that's what I mean. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Georgia State was a lousy, lousy team last year. Correct. And uh, spoiler alert. They're going to be a lousy team this year,
0: too. They're going to be a lousy team every year. Um, Also, by the way, there's a contract clause in Jeremy Pruitt's contract that says you have to show cause to fire him.
1: This is that cause. This is it. This is that cause. This is that thing. Uh, Gosh, it was a a great day on Saturday. It really was. It was a great day. Even the Vanderbilt fans around us, except for the two uh, grumpy old men, yeah. in front of us that again just to reiterate we did not fight did not so you're welcome for that uh the ex, everyone except for them was just everyone just a giddy over the over the news that Tennessee had lost um look, can can we maybe one more quick thing before we go please do um the SEC kind of sucked this weekend. Oh, we did not put our best foot forward. We,
0: uh, we got dressed for first day on the job, and turns out that our kid's spit-up was all down the back of our button-up, and uh,
1: S- we sucked. didn't look good. Um, Kentucky did not look good against Toledo, but they don't even deserve to be mentioned right no. now because they won the game. Okay, Mississippi State struggled sure. against Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns.
0: They 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 put all those letters, Raging Cajun, on the
1: side of a helmet. Because all of it, it, it's like it, all an, of them. It's like eight and it's like eight point five. Yeah. Um they won by ten uh-huh. against the Raging Cajuns. But again, that's not that big of a deal. Though in a normal weekend, that would be deplorable.
0: That's noteworthy on other weeks. This week, they are just them in Kentucky sitting in the corner saying,
1: just keep your head down and shut up. Nobody's going to notice us. Uh, Old Miss took them three and a half quarters to score against Memphis. Yep. They had a zero on the board for darn near two hours and 45 minutes. Uh, and then they lost the game. Like 15 to 10 or some other ridiculous score. Like, uh-huh. what kind of a score is 15 to 10? Yeah,
0: it was. Yeah, yeah. Ravens of 2002. Just Ray Lewis Old, out
1: there. Ole Miss lost to Memphis. Missouri. Hello. Uh. You just said, everybody thinks we're the dark horse of the SEC. Hold my beer. We're going to go to Wyoming and we're going to get blown out. We're gonna get run out of Laramie. That's right. I know where the University that's, of Wyoming is. That's not that's not a that is also a trim level of a truck,
0: but it is also <laughs> the city where a college <laughs> university plays. More people know the
1: trim level of a truck than they do the city where Wyoming plays. And where when I say we're gonna get blown out of Laramie, I don't mean by a dust storm. <laughs> I mean by I mean by the Wyoming cowboys themselves. Yep. the only team in the NCAA division one I, I believe with brown as one of their primary colors that's it Clinton you got to respect a man who comes out in skin type brown pants go oh, to play with, a with <laughs> with
0: a yellow that is yet to be named
1: what yellow it is. We don't I'll have a name. I will tell you the name yellow. of it. It's dehydrated pea yellow. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and you draw your own conclusions about the brown. I'm not here to tell you I'm not here to tell you what the brown looks like.
0: Yeah. No, it's uh SEC uh but but Daniel, Daniel we hadn't even must have been t- hadn't better.
1: Talked. Things must we have been better. We hadn't even talked about how Will Must Champ. Uh-huh. Will Will Muschamp said, "I've had some ups and downs in coaching. Uh, you know who else has had some ups and downs in coaching? I know what it's like to have everybody doubting you. Oh, you yeah. have everybody thinking you were a bad hire. Uh, and so, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and have Mac Brown beat me oh, in the no. opening game of this season." <laughs> How is South Carolina going to lose to again the laughingstock of the offseason North Carolina hiring Mac Brown.
0: They lost one coach because apparently he was running a underground fight incorporated bare knuckle boxing ring. Uh that's, you go out
1: That's a real get- story. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: you go out and get Mac Brown from the grave that he was rotting in. Uh-oh. Resurrect that those those piles of dusty old bones. Get him out of the, the network studio. Bring him in. Will Muschamp been, been just trying to hone his craft away with with Bentley over there for a decade, it seems like. And Mac plan- Brown just just strolls in without a game plan and just says, I don't know, I, I, let's, let's try a couple plays here and there
1: and beats you it's 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 shameful Clint I gotta ask you if Mac Brown is gonna come in and win some games mm-hmm. against against SEC teams if if Herm Edwards uh-huh. is gonna come in to Power 5 football and win some games Clint I ask you who is it gonna be? You know who's gonna take a chance? Who's gonna reach for glory? Do it. Who's gonna hire who's gonna hire Lou Holtz? Um thank you. Who's who's gonna do it? Somebody. You know you want to? Uh-huh. Give Lou Holtz a job. I'm gonna start a Twitter campaign. Oh my gosh, yes. Somebody hire Lou Holtz. He will hire Mark May as his assistant. Coach as his offensive coordinator. They they automatically come this, as a package
0: deal. There's will, no one without the other.
1: They they live together like some sort of weird odd couple movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's yes. not a single doubt in my mind that Mark May Grumpy and old man live part four. Live, live together in a duplex somewhere. Like yeah. In a in a one bedroom duplex and they alternate which night one of them sleeps on the couch and which night one of them sleeps in the bed. It's that's exactly the situation. Between Mark May and Lou Holtz, it was a tough weekend. Uh, it was a tough weekend for the SEC. The SEC East is trash. It's bad. It's trash. Now listen, Georgia fan. I'm not going to have another moment for us, but this is just a freebie from me to you. Okay. Don't defend. Don't defend the SEC. Nope. Don't waste your time. Don't defend the SEC East. Guess, guess who your team isn't the SEC East your, so team's your team Georgia. is not your team's not trash no it's it's the SEC it's East, elite the SEC East is trash correct guess who plays trash teams all year oh C- Clemson yep guess what they did they did what you want to do yeah. so they
0: they got a trophy in the trophy case from last year, still shiny, hasn't even collected dust, polished every and day. It does,
1: and it at nowhere on that trophy does it say their regular season conference schedule was trash. Right. So just there's no need for you to defend South Carolina or Tennessee or Kentucky. Just
0: laugh with, with every that. just yeah, just every win, smile and nod and say thank you, go back, watch film, w- rinse, repeat do it again and and don't look
1: back it's gonna be a good season guys yeah yep that's, that's what going we're saying be A about. good season uh listen if you are listening and you are new to the podcast thank you for listening there's a lot of you there's yeah a lot of you that are new to the podcast it turns out many last, of you were waiting for weeks. football
0: season to start before you start listening we're not hey, listen, we're not dogging you that's fine we're not Welcome. mad
1: about that no i'm not mad about that Welcome to the party. We'll have episodes out every Monday and Uh, every Thursday during the season. Locks and and game predictions will come out on Thursday. Monday's episode will be recap, uh, news, kind of catch-all. By the way, Uh, real quick,
0: if you haven't opened up an account for sports betting and you haven't listened to Daniel and I, uh, we're going to summarize come Thursday, but we made you some money the last two weeks. So
1: just trying to say, get on to your voice. Listen That's to your voice. We'll give out the records on Thursday. Uh, download the podcast, share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating, uh-huh. leave us a review. These things help us out a tremendous amount. We appreciate all of you that, uh, that do them. Appreciate all of you that listen, tell a friend, We'll be back later in the week. Talk probably a little bit more about Vandy, honestly, because I'm like, we just, I'm continuing to develop takes. I will watch the Vandy game at least nine times this week. Uh, 100%. I'm going to be making it home at about 1 a.m.
0: I'll be strolling into my place and I will pick up the kids, put them in bed, and immediately
1: go to the TV. Just re watch that thing. Uh, so I'm sure we'll have more thoughts on that. We will obviously look ahead to this coming weekend. We'll have lots of locks and lots of other things. Uh, until then talk to you guys later. See ya.